We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's August 22nd. It is 2023. We have a nice little 12-game baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by Eyes 819 Keith Eister. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, just talking to you, pre-show a little bit about this uh, Monday night slate. The Braves cheap pitcher combination not working out so far. Uh, Braves only put up four runs. The Mets got the better of them. Um, and uh, I'm forgetting his name now, of course. Um, the pitcher, Drew Rahm, went, went negative. Um, so that, that did not work out for us on Monday night. Um, I was underweight on Javier, which is which is good. We'll see what Blackburn does later. But overall, tough slate for Monday night. Let's uh, jump back in the saddle and and see if we can make some money here Tuesday. Yeah, I just want to say, if you listen to Grinders Live... You're welcome. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> You're on. Um, I was, man. I, I was on the ROM fade. I was on the Javier fade. Um, I had a lot of interest in Seattle and Pittsburgh. And um, outside, like, the only reason I'm not going to take out a tournament today is because I played too much Winans. And I wouldn't change that, though. Um, I, I liked him as a pivot off of, you know, the other cheapies. And even, like, I have some really solid Castillo Blackburn teams that – are still very live. I just need like a couple Red Sox. I need the Red Sox to get like a jolted inning going here. Um, just got like the Chaz McCormick home run for my Fandle team a few minutes ago. So yeah, I mean, just kind of hoping that we get some production here um, and see how it works out. But we go and we go from like a smaller seven game slate to this like massive 12 game slate. <laughs> and we're getting into the point of the season where like 12 game slates, there's a lot to talk about, but also there's a lot that can change from the time we record and the time that um, the slate goes down because lineups right now, so many people getting called up, moved up, um, pitchers getting long relief, um, so many things. So <laughs> yeah, just it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any team can call up prospects any day. 
couple hours before the game. So you prepare for one thing. You got to be ready to adjust a little bit. What's up, YouTube? Hope you all are having a fantastic Monday night. And uh, if you are not watching live with us right now, you can. Head on over to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Hit that like and subscribe button and turn on notifications to give you a notification when we go live. Most nights, it's 10 Eastern. So, um, yeah, come hang out with us. Chad is always having some fun. So let's, uh, let's talk some baseball, man. We got Toronto at Baltimore where we get started. Eight and a half total pick and game. Rodriguez and Kikuchi facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Yusei Kikuchi? Man, he has been pitching phenomenally lately. He has got the walks under control this season. He's still striking people out. Um, almost a 25% strikeout rate this season. 8,900 against Baltimore is a little bit too much, I think. I don't love this matchup for him. He's in play for tournaments just because of the form he's been in. Um, but it's just it's not a great spot for him. There's other pitchers to spend up for. I don't think I end up with too much Kikuchi, but man, the guy has looked really good lately. Yeah, I mean, this is a tougher spot, um, you know, just in general. So I feel like this might be you know, one of those spots where you don't get to him because the spot kind of stinks. Um, but I mean, if you wanted to take shots on him, I don't think I would necessarily talk you off of it. He's under 9K. He can put up 20 plus. He's done that in four of his last five starts. Um, the last time he faced Baltimore about two weeks ago, Put up 17 fantasy points. Baltimore's a tough offense. They also strike out. So, I mean, there's there's upside here for sure. Uh, the other side of this game, Rodriguez. I mean, a guy that I was very high on going into San Diego because they are a pretty right-handed heavy team. Well, guess what? Yes, Toronto yeah. is a very right-handed heavy team. 6,100 for Rodriguez. I mean, I hate to say it, like, first game of the slate, but, like, this might be my favorite, like, tournament pitcher on the slate today completely with you. I was on the podcast with you last week when we started digging into Rodriguez and noticed that velocity jump. Dude has been a different pitcher since he's been recalled. One of the best pitching prospects in the game coming into the season. Got got the early chance with Baltimore and got absolutely destroyed. Velocity was around 96 miles an hour. Got called back up in the second half here and he's flashing a fastball above 98 miles an hour. Toronto, a really right-handed heavy team. 6,100 is way too cheap. Like, he dominated San Diego, and he was 6,400 in that game. We got a, a price decrease here. So I am absolutely on board with this. Grayson Rodriguez, my favorite pitcher of the entire day, despite it being game one, 12 more games to, or 11 more games to talk about. Love Grayson Rodriguez in this spot. The price. I mean, yeah. it's just not adjusted. You know, we talked about this last time, and honestly, it's just, it's just not adjusted. Um, you know, it's not adjusted for the – pickup in velocity and i mean here i mean like at this price he doesn't even need to go out and do what he did last time like i would i would absolutely love seven strong innings again but this is a spot where like if he goes out and gives us four or five strikeouts and like six innings and maybe a run or two and That's puts up like 18 to 20 like yeah. we're super happy with that but i mean this is definitely a spot um that i have a ton of interest in rodriguez uh, Toronto bats, Vlad banged up, which, I mean, definitely helps. Uh, he left the game Sunday dealing with like a finger discomfort from what I was reading and what I wrote down. So um, we'll see if he's back in the line if they had Monday off. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Toronto bats? Not a ton of interest for me. Um, I truly believe in the talent of Rodriguez. I will have so much exposure to Rodriguez. I just, Toronto's not going to make my list on a 12-game slate. 
Um, you can hunt home runs here, but I, I probably won't be doing it. Yeah, I mean, where's the lefty power? <laughs> just like, right. uh, that's the reason that I have interest in Rodriguez is they just don't they don't have that lefty power. Um, so I don't have a ton of interest in Toronto either. Um, if I were going to play them, it'd be just hey, I'm, it's a stack. Maybe Rodriguez isn't on it, but I mean, it's a twelve game slate. I like a lot more spots better today. So uh, Baltimore bats. What are your thoughts here on the Baltimore side? Yeah, so Kikuchi is is still an attackable pitcher. He still gives up plenty of hard contact. Uh, the walks being under control, I don't love the stack. Um, just like when he was walking the world and giving up tons of hard contact, I love stacking against Kikuchi. Now that he's not walking a ton of guys, it's tougher to get to the stack. I do absolutely love Ryan Mountcastle on this spot. He's 4,300, has mashed um, lefties all throughout his career. So him as a one-off is a fantastic spot. Austin Hayes is cheap at 3,700. Santander is a guy that I love to play against lefties. He's been dealing with a back issue, though. Back issues and hitters don't mix very well. I'm probably off Santander until he proves that that back is healthy. He sat out Sunday, I believe, for it. Um, Westberg is a cheap option who has second base eligibility, can get there. I, I wouldn't do more than two or three in a lineup, and I'm, I'm primarily looking for home runs here. like the Mountain Castle call. I really don't have a ton of interest outside of that. I mean, if you want a cheap punt, punt catcher, James McCann, if he cracks the lineup today. Um, but, I mean, James McCann is, is like five years past when we were playing him <laughs> a lot. So uh, probably going to find better options. He's just really cheap. So I had to bring him up just because I wanted to say lefty master. What's up, Cardi? <laughs> Washington at New York, eight and a half total in this game. Yankees, a 200 favorite. we got Gray and Radon uh, facing off against each other. Any interest here in Josiah Gray at 6,900? I don't think I can do it. The Yankees have had their massive struggles here, but in Yankee Stadium, guy has been torched by lefties throughout his career. So this is a tough tough park for him to pitch in. He's really cheap. I just He's 20% strikeout rate. He walks too many guys. Probably don't get there today. Yeah, I, I mean, I like picking on the Yankees. I feel like they have been a team that's been very pick onable. Um, <laughs> I think the Red Sox got a nice little sweep on them on this weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm not playing Josiah Gray in this spot. Um, Carlos Radon coming back from the IL. Um, I mean, it wasn't that long, right? It was like almost a minimum 15 day IL. It was a minimum. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hamstrings are. I, I feel like he's going to throw 80 plus pitches here. I think it, like 80 is probably like the line that I would set in this spot. I would assume that he probably goes 85 to 90 if he's pitching well. He's 7,800. Washington's actually really solid against left-handed pitching. Um, I mean, he's cheap. The price is the intriguing thing. You yep. hate the matchup. You hate the potential pitch count, but the price is nice. Um, I think I'm going to fade him. Unless he's low-owned. If he's low-owned, maybe I would take a shot on him on, like, one of three teams. Uh, Cal Riley, another home run. Let's go. Everyone just tweet (laughs) Dean for telling me I'm crazy for sacking Seattle because Rodriguez wasn't in the lineup. Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, I think think if he's chalky, I'm out. If he is – if he's low-owned, maybe – on one of three, just he's cheap, and we know the ceiling, even though it really hasn't happened this year. I just – I think he's a good fade today. Yeah, ownership is going to be the thing for me as well. Um, 
really tempting with the price, 7,800. But even before his IL stint, he was just not the same guy that we've been used to over the past couple of years. Um, when he, I mean, he was a 10K, 30% strikeout pitcher as, as like short ago as last year. So the talent is in there somewhere. I think I need to see it if he's going to get any ownership at all. If he's coming in sub five, like around 5%, yeah, I, I'd be happy to take some shots on Rodon at 7,800. Um, just he has not shown it this year with the Yankees. He's dealt with a couple of injuries, obviously, as he has throughout his career. But even when he was right, the strikeout rate down around 20% compared to 30% last year. So not the same pitcher. Ownership is going to be a big key. If he comes in at 5%, maybe I take some shots at the old road on shows up. But other than that, I'm out. It's not Washington bats. Um, I mean, Price is up there on a couple of these guys now, but there's still, I think there's still value in some of these guys as well. Like I think Stone Garrett at 36 is cheap enough that we could potentially take a shot. I mean, nice ballpark. I mean, this game's in Yankee stadium. Um, I could see playing Thomas and, and Garrett and then like figuring out like a third, whether it be like Manessis or lefty lefty Abrams to try to get some upside um, lefty lefty. I think this is just one of those spots where like Washington Definitely interesting as far as like a secondary stack or a low owned mini stack or just chasing home runs. Um, I think any of those are are viable here. I think Alex Call, if he cracks the lineup, he's twenty seven hundred. Like, there's some potential value against Radon, and I mean, he really hasn't looked right pitching this season yet. Yeah, just because of that, he has not been in in his recent like his recent form has been horrendous. He's coming off the IL. You can take shots here. I really wish that the pricing was a little bit better on Washington. Like I want to play Lane Thomas in this spot, but paying 5,200 is, is a tough ask. Um, I mean, I chasing home runs is, is absolutely fine. Lane Thomas is a guy I want, would want to do it with, but I don't like the price. I do like the call on Alex call 2,700. I can definitely get on board with that. He usually hits way down in the order, uh, but has handled lefties really well. Stone Garrett, another, another guy that I'm interested in. I'm probably just hunting homers here. And I probably just do it with the cheap guys uh, looking for a couple value pieces. Um, oh man, Dean, I, I he's never gonna live this down. Um, <laughs> now can zone Homer like, gosh, man, if if Winans does anything tonight, I, I'm shipping something. You're I shipping, mean, yeah. Oh, anyway, it didn't happen. Can't worry about it. We move on. New York bats. Um, man, talk about some ice cold bats. Uh, maybe maybe a day off on Monday helps this team, but what are your thoughts here on the Yankees? Yeah, I wish they had a little bit more lefty power because that's really what I'm hunting here. Um, Rizzo on the IL still. Like, how many lefties do they even throw out here? Maybe that kind of puts me at, like Gray might be more in play than we discussed a little bit. Just looking at this lineup. Like, obviously, Judge is, is in play. Stanton's in play. Don't care what, what side of the plate they hit from. Torres is fine as well. Like, Jake Bowers is is a phenomenal play in this spot, but they, they are really right-handed, um, which Josiah Gray definitely struggles more to lefties. So I don't think I stack them here just because of how right-handed they are. I, you absolutely hunt home runs with Judge and Stanton. Stanton's price is all the way down to 4300 on DraftKings, so certainly don't mind that. Um, Jake Bowers has that pinch hit risk, but he's only 2,500. If he gets two at bats off of gray, I'm fine paying 2,500 for that. 
Um, probably not a stack for me just because of how cold they've been and just how right-handed they are. Um, but there's certainly some spots for uh, for home runs here. I mean, I think they're stackable. I, I really do. Um, Gray is definitely a guy I like to stack against. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a spot we're looking at the Yankees. I mean, obviously you get Judge in there, and then you kind of see what the rest of the lineup looks like because, I mean, Bowers is – 2.5K, McKinney's 2.2, two lefties, really cheap against Gray and Yankee Stadium. And, I mean, at that point, you're going to be able to do a lot with a lot with the team. So, uh, I'm interested in the Yankees today. They, Like I said, I know they've been a little ice cold, but this is a spot where they definitely can um, get some runs. St. Louis at Pittsburgh. We got Adam Wainwright going up against Jan Oviedo. Um, we got Wainwright at 52, man. He's coming off of one of his best starts of the season, um, <laughs> against the Mets. He, he had a game where he actually didn't get shelled. Uh, he only gave up like three earned runs. Um, just really good standards for Wainwright. First of all, why is this guy still pitching? Um, <laughs> the Cardinals pretty much like sold at the trade deadline, like call up some of your own talent and let him get some innings in the bigs. Um, I'm not playing Adam Wainwright today. Yeah, no chance. You, you just mentioned he came off. He's coming off one of his best starts of the season. It was it was seven DraftKings points. Like there's no upside from this guy. The strikeout rate is below twelve percent on the season. Just so beyond washed. Nobody's playing Adam Wainwright. Um, Johan Oviedo on the other side of this game, seventy three hundred. I mean, the way the Cardinals are swinging right now. <laughs> I, I definitely could say, you know, maybe a tournament shot or two, but honestly, man, I don't know. I just watched, like, I watched some of this game. Um, I was working on some NASCAR stuff, and I was watching some of this game because uh, I was watching the Pirates bats, and I was like, man, the Cardinals are getting slaughtered by Faulkner right now. Um, <laughs> it's just, it was, it was a tough scene. Um, I don't know if they've just given up or what, but. Oviedo's not a guy that I, that I'll typically play. He's a like slightly below average strikeout pitcher. He tries to generate ground balls, but man, the the Cardinals like in my head the Cardinals lineup is like a lineup we can kind of pick on right now. But I don't know if I want to play Oviedo. Yeah, this is a tough call for me too. Um, he just like twenty percent strikeouts, like you mentioned, below average. He walks too many guys, ten percent. I will say it's a a nice ballpark here for pitchers. I'm torn on him as well. Like I, I like Grayson Rodriguez so much on this slate. I probably just go way overweight on him, and I don't need a ton of other cheap pitchers outside of that. Um, but man, it is tempting to pick on the this Cardinals team right now, and you get the great ballpark in Pittsburgh. I don't think it's crazy at all. If he was running into ownership, I probably don't need to mess with it. If he's lower owned, I probably take some stabs here. But yeah, like it, not a guy I love to play. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, bats, Cardinals, bats. Not excited about that either, honestly. I mean, that's kind of why I have slight interest in, in Oviedo. Um, like, there's just – like, this team has struggled so much all season long. I will say some of the young guys are cheap, and I don't mind that. Alec Burleson at 3,200. Tyler O'Neill has big power, 3,500. Um, Mason Wynn, if he's in the lineup, 2,500. Like, the, I think the young guys who are 
you know, trying to prove what they can do at the major league level would be the way I would go. And I'd use them more as a mini stack because of the ballpark rather than spending up on Goldschmidt, Arenado, Edmund, and, and just trying to get them as the top scoring team on the slate. I think I prefer to pay, play them more of a, a mini stack and a value stack at that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much more to add. I mean, the cheap bats I think are playable. And then the Pittsburgh side, I'm going right back to the well. Um, I have a ton of interest in Pittsburgh again. They're cheap. And Adam Wainwright stinks. I mean, I hate the ballpark, but I mean, this is a team that just scored 11 runs yesterday. And I mean, Adam Wainwright stinks. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's as simple. I don't like, I don't want to overthink the spot, I, I feel like. And I just feel like that's kind of where my mindset is. Like, I don't know if I full stack them. I think like the most I got, I got four of them yesterday. Um, dude, I have a team climbing super fast. And that G off home run that just happened was huge for that team. Nice. Nothing like a 3% home run. Um, Super sidetrack, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, I I could see myself mini stack in Pittsburgh again today against Wainwright. Yeah, I mean, and the full stack is absolutely in play. Wainwright has been beaten up on multiple occasions this season. Like, Pittsburgh is not a team you generally think of as having a ton of upside, but we saw them attack a weak pitcher on Monday night. If you love them on Monday night, you've got to love them again here Tuesday because – Wainwright might be the worst pitcher in baseball at this point in his career. Pittsburgh's really cheap. Um, I mean, Brian Reynolds is definitely better from the left side of the plate. So 4,800 is no problem for him. One of, He's actually one of the top bats on the slate for me. McCutcheon and Hayes are over 4K, but everybody else is under 4K. Sawinski, this is an elite spot for Jack Sawinski, 3,400. Um, then, I mean, it depends on what what – who else they run out in the lineup? They've been switching it up quite a bit. They've got a ton, ton of young guys. Um, but Leo Pagaro is a guy who's shown off a little bit of power. He's really cheap. Um, Alfonso Rivas, if he's in the lineup, really cheap. Like it is, it's just, just so cheap. Um, if, if you want to double pay up for pitcher and full stack Pirates, I don't hate that idea. Mini stack them. Do whatever you want. I, lo- I love the Pirates today. Do we know why Reynolds left the game early? Um I mean, were they just up and they just got him out of the game? I, I saw that he got pinch hit for. I just didn't know. Or if it was – I don't even know if he got pinch hit for. I just know that um, he left the game. So, um, see if that was just – I know everybody came out for the Cardinals. But it looked like actually like Hayes got taken out. Reynolds got taken out. It looks like it was just, um, yeah, definitely late late game up one Yeah. So, I'm not – okay. Not worried about it. But, yeah, very interested in Pittsburgh. Like Rodriguez a lot too, by the way, 2.9K um, on DraftKings, just I mean, catchers. And he's just, a, he's talented. We'll see how it pans out for him in the long run, but he's talented for sure. Dodgers and Guardians in Cleveland. So this game should be a go. Um, still praying for everybody out there on the West Coast. Um, as someone that lives in Florida, hurricanes are no joke, man, especially when they dump like that one was, so. Nine total in this game. Dodgers a 200 favorite. Syndergaard and Miller facing off against each other. Um, any interest here in Bobby Miller? I don't love the price. It's he's up at 8600. Um, he like he's a slightly below average strikeout rate, 22 and a half percent on the season. But Cleveland's really bad. I, like I'm worried about the upside. They, despite being really bad, they don't strike out very much. So I, I'm slightly concerned about the upside at 8600. 
but like six clean innings would not surprise me at all. It's just, can I, can I get five or six strikeouts in those six innings or is it going to be more like three or four for him? Um, he's kind of been in that range anyway, his last couple of starts. Like I look, look at the Arizona matchup two starts ago for him. He went six innings, no runs. And he, he did walk four guys in that game. So that, that hurt him a little bit, but only four strikeouts. Arizona is a very similar matchup to Cleveland. He put up 16 and a half DraftKings points. Is that enough at 8,600? Probably not to win a tournament. So that's my concern. I like the spot for Miller. I like the matchup. I just, it's not a great strikeout matchup. I feel like I need six or seven strikeouts at 8,600. So that I'll, I'll probably take some shots just because I think he can go pretty deep into this game. Um, he doesn't have the longish leash, but if he's pitching well, they'll let him go six innings. Um, so just a large field tournament dart throw, concerned about upside. I actually kind of like Miller today. Um, he, he's consistently been good, and the Guardians have consistently been bad. And I know the strikeout upside isn't, like, way up there. But, I mean, when we're looking, like, I, I already – anybody that listened to the podcast yesterday already knows my take on Blake Snell um, against the Marlins today. So, that's already out there. But Zach Allen, I'm a huge fan. Hate the matchup for him today. Bailey Over, I think, is going to get some, you know, decent upside or de- decent ownership. Don't really love Verlander. Don't really love Giolito. Um, I have some interest in Lazardo potentially, but like I think Miller is just kind of in a range today where it's like maybe 20 to 22 isn't going to kill you. Um, you know, this might be a day that we're looking more for like 45 from our pitchers instead of like 60. So he is someone I have written down. I don't know if I'll end up on him or not because I mean, the, the upside for strikeouts is very limited. I think Bobby Miller goes out and pitches a really good game. I think the Dodgers get him a lead and he can pitch with a lead in this game too. Um, so you're, I mean, like the four points for the win, um, you know, six clean innings. I'd be, I think I'd be happy with that today. Um, I know I'm not playing Noah Syndergaard on the other side of this game though. Yeah, no chance. Uh, Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are one of the top stacks today. I think this is just a, a phenomenal spot. Hate the ballpark. Um, but I mean, overall, I think this is a great spot and, you know, we could take some of these cheap guys and maybe try to, you know, get a stolen base upside type play with the cheap guys because it's Syndergaard pitching. So, I mean, Outman, Peralta, any of these cheap lefties that crack the lineup, I think are in play as well, especially with Hayward banked up. It should be Peralta. Um, so yeah, very interested in the Dodgers today. Yeah, I absolutely love the Dodgers. Um, one of the highest upside stacks on the entire slate Cindergar gives up power. He gives up stolen bases at the high, like the highest rate in the entire league. So all kinds of upside here for these Dodgers. Mookie Betts might be one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, Max Muncy is cheap, 4,700. Uh, a little bit of a down year. Guy's hitting under 200 again, but he's got those 29 home runs, and that's what we're chasing here is home runs. Then there's some cheap pieces. Uh, Outman's my favorite at 3,400. Peralta right in that mix at 2,900 if he's in the lineup. Rosario is fine, 4,300. A little bit of speed upside. If Chris Taylor's in there, I don't hate chasing some stolen bases there. Uh, but yeah, like there's uh, stolen base and, and power upside all throughout this lineup. Uh, Cleveland Bats, I mean, sure, you could take a shot on Jose Ramirez. Um, but even like Jose Ramirez, he's slowed down. Um, I was looking at his stats. He hasn't hit a home run since the end of July. Um, so. Yeah, Ramirez gives you that, like, two home run upside games. But, I mean, 
just when your offense is as bad as Cleveland's offense is, like, how do you get excited if you're Jose Ramirez to get out there and play baseball? Um, I mean, I really don't have any interest in Cleveland today. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, Bobby Miller is a, an above average starting pitcher, even this early in his career, I think. Only concern is the strikeout upside, but I, I don't have any interest in Cleveland bats. No, I think that's a valid, like valid, valid concern as far as strikeout um, upside is concerned. So, all right, Mets and Braves, 10 and a half total. Yes, that's not fake. It's real. Um, Braves, a 235 favorite here. We got Elder and McGill facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in McGill? No, I don't think we're playing anybody against this Braves team for a long time. I know they weren't great on Monday night, but I think they're going to be right back in play here Tuesday. Yeah, um, no interest whatsoever. Let's talk about Elder on the other side of this game. He really excels against righties, and he really struggles with lefties. Unfortunately for him tonight, I mean, he might face eight lefties. Um, I think there's spots that you can play Bryce Elder. Uh, I talked about him last time out against the Yankees, and he – did everything we asked for except for strike people out against the Yankees, but we'll take the 23 that he gave us. Um, I am jumping off and waving at him as he goes into this left-handed um, <laughs> gauntlet here in the New York Mets lineup. Yeah, I mean, strikeout upside is is limited anyway. Um, and then the lefty situation that you mentioned here, um, the Mets should get really left-handed on him. They're not going to be great lefties at the bottom of the order, guys like Dan Vogelbach, DJ Stewart, Rafi Ortega, but still enough left-handedness where I think strikeout upside is plenty limited. I don't have any interest at, at 8,300. And in Atlanta, too, if it was in City Field, it'd be different. But down in Atlanta, tough spot. Without looking, what's um, Elder's strikeout rate over the last 30 days against lefties? Against lefties, it's going to be like 14%. 1.9%. Oh my goodness. Over the last 30, 30 days, his strikeout rate against lefties <laughs> is 2%. He has a 365 Woba, a 190 ISO, and he's given up 40% fly balls. Um, I think this is a spot we can play Mets. They're out of, they're out of City Field. They're in Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, hopefully. Um, Nimmo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, Vogelbach, DJ Stewart. I don't know if I want to play like Navarez and Ortega. I think we're going to find better options than that but I, I like the power that dj stewart has for sure i mean you get upside in the top end of this lineup i, I say that i think ortega hit a home run tonight but he's not usually a power guy um i think this is a great spot to target mets now do i get to a full stack maybe i, I definitely have interest in, as a secondary stack though Man, that's that's a very interesting stat you threw out there about Elder and his strikeout rate to lefties because they have two lefties with massive power who strike out a ton, Vogelbach and Stewart. Like, how how much better of a spot can you ask for? Like, they're going to be able to put the bat on the ball, and when those big boys put the bat on the ball, it goes a long ways. So Vogelbach and Stewart are two elite plays. 3K for Vogelbach, 2,700 for Stewart. Love, love this that we're picking up on here. Lindor, obviously an elite option. McNeil only in a stack for me, not a guy that that's going to hit for a ton of power. Uh, but yeah, I I'm on board with this Mets stack for sure. Just just the ballpark shift alone, going from City Field down to Atlanta, um, a team a team that struggled all year long, obviously in the Mets. But this is a good spot for him, I think. Yeah, I think it's a great spot. Um, I'm with you on McNeil. I only play him in stacks. He's not. Yeah. It's not like your one-off guy by any means. And what's interesting too is like. 
when it comes when it comes to the Mets and playing like Alonzo and Vogelbach, I mean, and stacking the Mets, I mean, your first instinct is always going to be Alonzo, and that is the right instinct. Not saying that it's not, but this might be a good spot to play Vogelbach over Alonzo in your Mets stack or mini stack, however you build it out. Um, Atlanta, I mean, listen, they had a bad game. They're going to have some bad games. They're going to win you money more than they're not. Um, I mean, just I keep stacking, man. Um, I'm not even like thinking twice about it anymore. Anytime you have a below average pitcher like Taylor McGill, I'm just loading up on the bats here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, definitely. Just they, like we keep saying it over and over and over. Best offense in baseball, highest upside on the slate. McGill has troubles with lefties. So guys like Michael Harris, Matt Olson, obviously he's priced up above 6K. Don't care. Play him. Michael Harris at 4,700 has been at the top of the order while Albies has been on the IL. Uh, fantastic play. Eddie Rosario should crack the, the lineup here. 4K for him. Acuna, Riley, Murphy, guys you can play in any, again, in any matchup pretty much. Ozuna, a huge game on Monday night. Prefer him against lefties, but very much in play here. Find a way to fit at least one Atlanta stack in, in your portfolio tonight because they are they are the best offense in baseball. And a, a solid matchup here against McGill. He can have some strikeout stuff at times. He's really struggled this season, though, and, and just a fantastic spot again for Atlanta. All right, we move on. We got Minnesota at Milwaukee. Yeah, Minnesota at Milwaukee. This game is currently at eight and a half. It's a pick'em game. It's Wade Miley and Ober facing off against each other. Um, dude, why is Bailey over ten k? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like we talked about, I don't know if it was you on the podcast with me um, last week, but I, I remember whoever it was. It was like Bailey over chalk against Detroit at like 10K. And I was like, what are we doing? Um, it was a good fade. I'm not paying 10-2 for Bailey over. I mean, there's there's ways that he, that he can get there and, and have good strikeout games. But he's not like this elite pitcher that's 10-2. I mean, just get this guy out of here with this price. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not scared of the Milwaukee offense necessarily. But like, where's the upside at 10K for Bailey over? I get, he's had a really good season, don't get me wrong, but the strikeouts, I just don't trust. Like, he's 24.5% on the season. 
and there are plenty of strikeouts in this Milwaukee lineup, but I just I don't view over as a guy who's going to go out there and get me nine strikeouts, and that's really what I'm looking for if I'm going to pay up for 10K. Like two matchups against Detroit, 15 DraftKings points, 14 DraftKings points. Like he's just he's not a high upside pitcher. I can't do it for 10K either. Uh, Wade Miley on the other side of this game. I mean, you could do worse, I guess. Um, got kind of beat up last time out against the Dodgers. I, just like this is one of the reasons that Rodriguez is just such a slam dunk play for me today. Um, like he's just so much better ceiling upside wise. I wouldn't talk you off of playing um, Wade Miley in this spot, but. I mean, it's more of I don't think there's a ton of options down here that we can play. Um, I mean, there's some higher upside guys potentially. But, yeah, I mean, I don't love Wade Miley. I don't hate him. If you end up there, sure, but I'm out. Yeah, I mean, you just you click Grayson Rodriguez over him every single time, right? Like, they're just not comparable. Minnesota does strike out a ton, but there's plenty of power in that lineup too. Like I just I don't think I need Wade Miley with the presence of Grayson Rodriguez in this range. Um, I'm skipping him today too. It's not to say that I love the Minnesota bats by any means. <laughs> right. um, I just don't know if he has the upside. I mean, looking at the Minnesota bats, who do you get excited to play? Um, I mean, I, I don't really get excited to play any of these guys. Yeah, they're pretty left-handed. Um, like their better hitters are left-handed. Julian Kepler. Um, so I definitely get that, like Gallo. Like, there's not anyone. Royce Lewis is probably my favorite option at, at 3,800, uh, coming back from an injury. Walner has power at 3,400. They're they're cheap. I could see a mini stack here. Miley's going to keep the ball on the ground, so you definitely want fly ball hitters in this spot. The pricing makes it so I think you can get to a mini stack, just but would be a value stack for me. Um, Milwaukee bats against over. No interest there. Uh, great control guy. Like, don't want to play him as a pitcher because he's overpriced, but he's still an above-average starter. Milwaukee just doesn't have a ton to offer here. Um, I'm not trying to pick on over today. Yeah, I mean, if Freelick is back in the lineup, um, I, I don't have issues taking some shots on him. He is a he's a big-time prospect. Um, so he's he's someone that I would maybe take a shot on. But yeah, I don't have a ton of interest. It's more of Bailey Over's price. I mean, like Bailey Over's eighty five hundred here. I think we're having a conversation. Just oh, definitely. Is just way, yep. way, way overpriced. All right, Seattle at Chicago White Sox. No total in this game. It does sound like Brian Wu will come back from the IL and pitch here against the White Sox today, and then Clevenger pitching for um, against the White Sox, and then Clevenger pitching for the White Sox. Uh, let's talk Brian Wu coming off the IL. It's been almost three weeks. So um, he did not do a rehab start. I was reading uh, before we got rolling here. Did not do a rehab start. What, man? 70 pitches? Yeah. Ish? That's the problem. Yep. Yeah, 70 pitches. I mean, even like high upside, 85. But I think it's 70 pitches. Ish. Yeah, I'm really, really concerned about the leash here. I absolutely love the pitcher. I think Brian Wu has a ton of talent, and I love the matchup against the White Sox. They are down to the worst WRC+. It was 84 before the slate on Monday when I was researching. Um, So, like, they're the worst offense in baseball against righties at this point. It's a fantastic spot for Wu. 
The problem is the pitch count. No rehab start, like you said, coming off of three weeks. I like. I think 70 might even be generous. Like 60, 60, 65, I think, is is the range that we're looking here. I'm very concerned about the, the leash, um, and that's a shame because I would I would absolutely love him. If, if I knew I was getting 85 pitches in the spot, we would love him, but the leash is a concern for sure. Yeah, he's not – he wasn't like a guy that would pitch really deep in the games anyway. Exactly, yep. So, I mean, that's another potential issue. If we knew he was fully stretched out, ton of interest here. Um, I just – I don't think I can do it unless – unless, I will say this, unless we get some kind of beat report or manager talk like, hey, his pitch count is like 85 today. If it's 85, I'm in. Uh, I mean, because that's kind of where he's at. Like, that's normal outing for him. But I, I think that – yeah, I think it's, it's – I'm going to be out. Um, Clevenger, dude, he's actually put together some good games here. Um, Seattle is – probably the hottest team offense in baseball right now. I I feel like this might be like where the regression kind of hits Clevenger a little bit. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I will mention that Seattle still strikes out a ton. Clevenger is 6,600. So if Grayson Rodriguez is is extremely popular, and I'm kind of afraid that he will be, I don't hate Clevenger as a pivot in tournaments. He's a guy who could absolutely give you 25 DraftKings points if he can get the strikeout stuff going. Um, Julio got the day off on Monday. I think that was probably just a rush situation. Hottest hitter on the planet. He's probably back in there today. This, the Seattle offense has been rolling, like you mentioned. So it's a scary spot, but I think that he can find plenty of strikeouts here and easily pay off 6,600. Even if he gives up a couple of runs, I, I wouldn't like rule him out just because he is so cheap. Um, so it's going to be, depend on Grayson Rodriguez ownership for me in this spot. If Rodriguez is super owned and I needed a pivot, I don't hate Clevenger, uh, but definitely a high risk spot as well. Way more interest in the Seattle bats than I am in Clevenger today. And I mean, I respect what he's been doing. You look at who he's been doing it against and you're like, man, this is a team that strikes out too. I could definitely see it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in, I'm very interested in the Seattle bats. Let's talk about them. I feel like the regression is going to hit Clevenger, man. I know it's coming. This team is hitting the ball so well right now. Um, I assume Rodriguez would be back in the lineup. Clevenger struggles to both sides when he's not pitching well. Yeah, very interested in the Seattle Bats. Yeah, gives up a ton of hard contact. So this very powerful lineup, um, big ballpark upgrade from a home run standpoint going from Seattle to um, guaranteed rate in Chicago. Um, just a fantastic home run spot. We saw it Monday night. Another great spot for them. Like I said, very high risk spot for Clevenger. So I will play both sides of this for sure if I if I need to use Clevenger as a pitcher, but would prefer the the Seattle side of this as well. Like they could hit four or five home runs in this spot, no doubt. Uh White Sox bats, any interest in them against Wu? Uh, this this offense is just atrocious um Eloy back helps a little bit but still like I just I don't think they have enough upside where I'm full stacking them I'm probably not even using them as a mini stack um Seattle's bullpen has been good as well so just I'm I'm probably out on White Sox all right we got Boston at Houston hey Red Sox wake them up let's go (laughs) need some hits um 
Houch against Verlander, eight and a half total. Astros 165 favorite. Uh, Tanner Houch coming back from the IL. He has not pitched in a couple months. Um, he did throw 59 pitches the other day in his last rehab start. I assume if we do the 10 to 15 pitch increase, he's 70, 75 pitches here. Um, I mean, they're healthy. Houston's healthy. I don't want to play Tanner Houch coming back from injury. Yeah, me either. Um, three rehab starts, like you mentioned, gradually increasing about 10 pitches each time, uh, 59 being his last one. So maybe 75 pitches if we're lucky here against Houston. I don't think there's enough there. Verlander, 9,500 Red Sox, any interest here? I don't I don't want to do that either, honestly. Um, the Red Sox just, they're going to get very left-handed on him. They don't strike out very much at all. He just doesn't have the same strikeout upside that that we're used to. We saw that dip a little bit last year, even further dip this year. He's down to 20%. He's still a very talented pitcher, um, but the strikeout upside just isn't there for me at, at 9,500. Yeah, good old, good old Justin Verlander. I, I mean, he hasn't really been striking people out, like you said, all year. Um, Red Sox are still one of the lowest strikeout teams in baseball against right pitching. I just – can't do Verlander today. Um, I don't know if I'd play Boston bats against him, right? I feel like you could you could chase a home run or two if you wanted to, but I don't think you could stack Boston bats. Yeah, completely agree. Definitely not a stack. Verlander's still one of the better pitchers in baseball, um, but you, he could certainly give up a home run or two. Um, Devers is a very clear and obvious option. Um, he's a fly ball pitcher, so a ground ball guy like Yoshida, I certainly don't mind in this spot. Um, Verdugo, another one. I, I think I'd be looking for lefty power here. Devers, the, the very clear and obvious answer. Cassis as well. Yeah, Cassis Devers. Um, he Adam Duvall, like he has, like he's gets in these like streaky streaks. <laughs> he he's been hitting righties better than lefties too, which is odd. Like it's been the opposite his whole career. But I mean, that's that's probably yeah. small sample size noise. But he homered again Monday night. Houston bats, I mean, it's the usual suspects, I feel like, if you're playing Houston. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Houston outside of stacking them. Like, if I'm playing Houston, I'm just – I'm getting Alvarez, I'm getting Tucker, and I'm building around those two guys in in a full-on stack. Yeah, it's an elite offense. I have enough respect for how that they're not going to be anywhere near my highest own stacks. I probably – if I'm – um, doing a 20 entry build, I'm probably stacking them once, maybe twice. Um, they're on the list just because of their upside, but definitely not going to be one of my higher owned offenses. All right, we're cruising through this one. Uh, we got Cincinnati Adelaide taking on the Angels. Um, see if this game plays or not. I know there's a lot of flooding in the area. Nine total, it's the same matchup we talked about yesterday. It's Ashcraft and Giolito. Um, I'll let you kind of take the the helm here. Anybody listening to the podcast yesterday knows that I don't really have an interest in either one of these pitchers. Yeah, I, I don't either, really. Um, like, Giolito just – it's been an up-and-down season for him. Like, maybe you could find some strikeout upside here against the Angels. Um, I think it's a great spot for Otani. I think there's a lot of power in this Angels lineup, and – um, I guess the, the Angels probably aren't playing against Giolito, so I should talk about Reds <laughs> against Giolito. Um, but like, just there's power in the Reds lineup too. Ellie De La Cruz in a great spot. 
I don't think I get there at 9,100. Like, he's just been too inconsistent for me this season. Um, really, I don't have any interest. The Reds were were going to be an offense I had interest in Monday night in this matchup, and I'm going to go right back to that, I think, again here. Just, I'm not, I don't think Giolito is uh, in a great spot here. And, like, so we, I mean, I talked about this yesterday as far as Giolito opened up the slate and said, like, Giolito was going to be, like, very popular um, on Monday slate. And the pitching slate was obviously smaller, eight games. Um, but he was going to, like, he was one of the chalkiest pitchers on the slate. Like, I, I had started working on an expert survey already and had typed out, like, Javier and Giolito are two of the chalkiest pitchers on the slate, and I'm going to fade both of them. Um, how I was going to get different, but um, yeah, man, if he's going to be popular, it's even easier for me to click the X button on Giolito today. And and I think he will. I think he's going to grab ownership, even on a bigger slate. Like People are going to chase strikeouts. So Cincinnati does strike out a fair amount. I just I think they get to him with the home run ball here. All right, let's talk about these Cincinnati bats. What do you like here today? Yeah, I mean, it's like they've fallen off a little bit. Like middle of the season, right before the All-Star break, we were playing them a ton. They had just called up all their young guys, and they were just red hot. They've fallen off a little bit, and this is probably more where, where they're going to settle in. Um, they're still expensive, which is a bit of a problem. Um, like that makes it tough to full stack, like to fit in De La Cruz, McLean, and Steer. It, like they're all over 5K, so it, it's a little bit tough. Um I think it's more of a chase home run spot for me. Like Friedel, uh, Votto are cheap as well. So like, you can find a way to make the full stack work, but I do have enough respect for Giolito that I won't more than likely won't be full stacking, but I absolutely want to chase some home runs. I think a mini stack is fine as well. We know Giolito can struggle with his control. If he puts a couple of guys on base and you, and you get that three run homer from one of these guys in the mid four Ks, that's, that's really all you need. So I, I'm very interested in Cincinnati, but probably more as a mini stack or, or looking for home runs. Mini stack or home runs. If Giolito is going to be chalky, I mean, I could definitely see myself going crazy and playing a Cincinnati stack for what it's worth. And Angels side of this game, um, obviously Otani would be um, at the top of the list as like overall hitter on the slate. Moniak, Moussakis, um yeah, I mean, I'm probably missing some of these cheaper guys, but I mean, let's see what the Angels lineup looks like. They have a lot of cheap guys potentially in the lineup right now because, I mean, Ward, Crone, Rendon, Trout, like there's so many people out. Um, so if you're getting any cheap left-handed hitters in the lineup here today, um, I could see taking some shots on them as well. Yeah, I uh, Ohapi, the catcher that just came back off the IL is 2,600. Very talented prospect, was having a great year before he went down with the injury. Um, I really like him as a punt catcher today. Um, I think you could certainly play Gritchick or um, Renfro if they're in the lineup as well, just because of their power. Graham Ashcraft gives up a ton of hard contact. Um, we, he, do, he doesn't miss many bats. Um, strikeout rate below 20% on the season. So lots of hard contact coming here. I, you can certainly hunt for home runs. I don't know if it's a full stack for me. Like He's a good enough pitcher. He keeps the ball on the ground. Um so fly ball hitters looking for home runs, I think, is, is how you play the Angels here. Yeah, I mean, that's where you're getting, right? Like Otani, Moniak, um, Moustakis. I mean, those are the those are the type of guys that are in this lineup. 
Um, I know they called up, I forget who they called up. They called up like one of their um, prospect first basements. Um, uh, yeah, the draft pick this year. Uh, what's his name? Nolan. Uh, Nolan Shanwell. Shanwell. Yeah. Shanwell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's another guy. Like, he's 2.5K. Like, you want to get Otani in a stack, man. You're going to be looking at this guy, I think. Love that call. Yep. All right. Two of the best offenses in baseball. We got the Royals and the Athletics facing <laughs> off against each other here today. No total in this game. Zach Greinke expected to be activated from the IL. Don't know why. Uh, if you're Zach Greinke and you like your elbow is flaring up and you're just like, you know, might be time. It might be time. Why am I coming back? Um, but hey, he Human is... Wainwright, man. They should probably just go find a broadcasting gig somewhere <laughs> or something. They should. <laughs> um, and then you got Hogan Harris pitching for Oakland today. Uh, any interest in Zach Greinke? No. Even against Oakland, like 6,100. Like, you would need Grayson Rodriguez to fail for sure. Um, you would need Clevenger to give up a bunch of home runs. Like, there's no chance we're playing Zach Greinke. Other side of this game, Hogan Harris. Um, I mean, decent strikeout numbers in AAA. I, I say decent, but, like, the dude walks guys at a very, very, very high clip. Um, so, like, any like it just screams command issues for me. And when you're having command issues, it's tough. Um, yeah, we saw him start a little bit early in the year and then kind of moved to, like, a bullpen role, and now he's starting again. Um, I assume, like, you know, the last time they ramped him up, he was really close to, like, 10 to 12 pitch ramp up. I assume that he gets more pitches here. This is one of the guys that I feel like if you're just going to punt with an SP2 and you're not going to play Rodriguez, this is one of the guys I think you could play. Yeah, I mean, the ballpark. You don't feel good certain- about it, Keith. Right. Yeah. I mean, you feel good about rostering Grayson Rodriguez, but if he's coming in massive chalk and you're looking for pivots, I think it like you save 700 off a of Clevenger as well. So I, I get it. The Royals are not a great offense. They've been a lot better here recently and they've been better against lefties throughout the season. So I don't love this spot for Hogan Harris. I definitely have some interest in, in Royals bats as well, uh, but I get it. It's a price thing. The same, same reason I played some Drew Rahm on Monday night. I knew it was a bad spot. I was just hoping for 10 DraftKings points. I think that's a similar play here. If, if you're trying to get a full Atlanta stack or a full Dodgers stack, you, you have to make some decisions like this if if Rodriguez is going to come in massive chalk. Um, so if that's the case, like I'll take some stabs at guys like Harris and, and Clevenger, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you definitely don't feel good about it. Um, it's one of those spots you just, Come on, hang out with us on the morning grind tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> just do your thing. Um, yeah, he's cheap, man. He's just, it's a bad offense. And I think you could take some shots, but I mean, I definitely don't mind playing offenses in this game. Um, I was semi joking when, or I was definitely joking when I said two best offense, but I think, <laughs> I think both of these offenses are in good spots for like, hey, I want to sack Atlanta. Hey, I want to stack Dodgers. Hey, I want to stack Yankees. I need some value. Um, And I think both of these teams present some value. Like, I don't think you even have to play, like, top-end plays here. On the Kansas City side, um, just kind of starting with them, I want to see who's in the lineup. Like, Velasquez from the Cubs that got traded over, I mean, 2.8K. He's cheap. He has power. Um, So, 
just kind of seeing who's in here, man. Um, but he was one that I had written down that I really wanted to pay attention to if he was going to crack the lineup or not. Yeah, absolutely. Love the Nelson Velasquez call. Had a cup of coffee with the Cubs earlier this season and just destroyed left-handed pitching when he did it. Came over to Kansas City um, in the trade and has just been an absolute terror since he's been called up with Kansas City. So Velasquez at 2,800 is one of my favorite value uh, bats on the slate. Uh, Totally with you on that one. Love this spot for Bobby Wood Jr. as well. Guy's been on a tear. Um, Came up last year as one of the best overall prospects in baseball. He's starting to realize that potential. Like he's, he's on his way to being one of the best players in baseball, in my opinion. Love this matchup for him against the lefty. Um, we know both of these bullpens are terrible too. So I, I know you were joking when you said two of the best offenses in baseball, but I, I'm going to play a ton of both sides of this. Um, KC bats and, and Oakland bats when we get there as well, I'm interested. Um, but they're really cheap, bad pitchers, bad bullpens, definitely in play. Bad bullpens. I mean, that's like music to your ears, right? Because, I mean, these starters, both of these starters, probably not going deep in this game. So, right. um, I mean, that is – I feel like it's something that's just overlooked by most when it comes to building out, like, DFS teams. Like, you have to – I mean, you're potentially, like, 40 50% of the game is going to be against the bullpen. So, uh, Oakland on the other side of this game, dude, I am going to play some Oakland today. Um, Seth Brown – Nada came back, or Noda um, came <laughs> back uh, on Monday. He's 2.8K. We got some cheap power first basements today, man. Um, I think Oakland's in a spot where, again, they're cheap, and we can play some of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a washed-up Zach Grinky coming off the IL, definitely not going <laughs> deep into this game. And then we've got a bad Kansas City bullpen. So I know Oakland's not a, talent, a great offense, but – like it's it's as good of a spot as you can ask for. The ballpark isn't great, but that's kind of um, washed out by the cheap pricing here. I I absolutely am interested in an Oakland stack. Love the Seth Brown call. Um, love the Noda call. Guy with big time power. He walks a little bit too much, and Granky has, but Granky has great control. So he's probably going to see some pitches to see here, and when he gets a hold of it, it goes a long ways. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm I'm just as interested in the Oakland side, I think, as I am in the Kansas City side. Oh yeah, uh, good old fashioned. Yeah, he, he someone said that um, he singled as soon as we started talking about him. Right, no doubt. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, well, he's saving the home runs for Tuesday slate. <laughs> All right, Miami at San Diego, probably my favorite game on the slate. I'm so excited for this game. Um, seven and a half total. Padres a 190 favorite. Lazardo Snell. Jesus Lazardo 9-1. He's been struggling, man. He's been in the struggle bus. He's had some tough matchups. But he's he's definitely struggling. Um, was able to cash my season-long um, pick him play on him. Um, we did this early earlier this season. We did the expert survey, and I I Jesus Lazardo. On prize picks, 155.5, I said take more, and he got that. So I'm happy about that. All that just to say I'm happy about that. Um, I think I need one more to have my my five for five for my season long, so that'd be nice. Anyway, 9.1K, I'm a huge Lazardo fan. I hate how he's been pitching recently. Um, this is a low strikeout team. Ceiling-wise, 
I think you could take some shots in large field tournaments because when he's pitching well, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 strikeout type games, probably not the spot. Like if you're playing single entry or three entry max, you get to him today. Yeah, he would be very large tournament only, but I am intrigued by his strikeout upside here. Like a lot of the pitchers in this range, Verlander, um, Bobby Miller, like I'm just very concerned, even Bailey Ober, very concerned about strikeout upside. I think that there's a, a, a possibility of him being the highest scoring pitcher on the slate, even in a tough matchup, even though he's been in really bad form there's a better chance that he gets blown up again in this spot. San Diego is a, is a very good offense. They don't strike out a ton. Um, so there's, there's a better chance that he'll get blown up, but there's also a chance that he could, he could walk away with nine strikeouts here and really help you win a tournament. So I would rather take a spot on a riskier guy like Luzardo than I would on a safe guy like Verlander or Ober. And for that reason, I think he makes my pool today. It's not going to be a ton because I don't love the matchup here. Um, definitely prefer the San Diego bats, but his strikeout upside, I think you can take some shots on him in, in really large field stuff. All right. Um, Blake Snell, I'm going to let you go first here because we thought Snell was pitching yesterday. Um, and I've already kind of said my thoughts on him and it's not going to change. So what are your thoughts on Blake Snell today? I did not catch the podcast yesterday, but I imagine that you, and you kind of led the witness a little bit earlier. I I imagine you're off of Snell in this spot. Obviously you, yeah, you look at the 30% strikeout rate, and that looks great. He also has a 13% walk rate, and Miami has been far better against left-handed pitching this season. Jorge Soler has absolutely destroyed lefties. Um, Brian De La Cruz has had a really good year, too. Like, this Miami team has just performed so much better against lefties. It's a, it's a tough spot for Snell. It's tougher than it looks like it, it might be on paper. If you're just looking at Miami's overall numbers on the season, it's not quite painting the whole picture, picture in my opinion. Again, like Snell, I think he's going to be popular on the slate. We'll, we'll get to Gallon in a minute. Tough spot for Gallon as well. So on paper, I think it looks like Snell has the better matchup, and I'm not sure that that's the case with how good Miami has been against lefties this season. I'm going to be underweight for sure. Um, Someone just said in chat, McCormick went yard again. Let's go. Man. Wow. Gosh, if my boy from Atlanta would have done anything tonight. Anyway. I am way off of Snell today. Um, This is a good team against left-handed pitching. They added some right-handed power as well with Jake Berger and Josh Bell. Um, I mean, they they have lower strikeouts at the top. They do strike out a little bit in the middle. They have power. Um, Who's the catcher they called up? Was it uh, Fortes? Like, he has power against left-handed pitching. So, I – man, this is like one of those things where, sure – I am not going to argue with you if you want to play Blake Snell. His ceiling is massive, like 31% K rate on the season. But the flip side of that is, gosh, man, he's going to – I think he's going to be popular. Just anytime a pitcher paces the Marlins, they're going to get ownership. And I think you're you're blindly looking at it today. If you're just playing – if you're just plugging in Snell because he's facing Miami, you're doing it wrong today. You're not doing justice to your to your money. Um, bats, Miami side, I probably sack Miami here today, Keith. Um, I mean, I definitely play Solaire. I have a ton of interest in him, but the thing with Snell is like, he, his walks are so massive where he, he just struggles with walks. He gives up home runs. He hasn't been pitching well. Like his strikeouts keep him 
where it's like he's borderline good fantasy wise, but like he's a guy who can easily walk four or five guys and just a couple timely home runs get yep. Snell out of this game early and like no one's playing Marlins today. Yeah, I, I agree. Like he puts enough guys on base at he his strikeout stuff saves as you mentioned. Um, but all it takes is one or two home runs at the right moment, and all of a sudden he's given up six runs. It's absolutely a spot that we've seen multiple times throughout Blake Snell's career. I, I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, I, I love this spot for Jorge Soler. You can see two home runs here. Um, Brian De La Cruz is another guy I mentioned. He's cheap. Josh Bell has come to life a, a little bit since coming over to the Marlins. He's found his power again. Uh, love the Ortez call as a cheap catcher. Like his walk rate is definitely attackable. So I, I'm on board with the Miami stack. I don't get to a ton with a ton of it. I probably do get to a ton of Solaire and even De La Cruz. Jake Berger, I don't know how I missed him. I love this spot for Jake Berger as well. 4K, um, massive power. Like hunting home runs with those types of guys, I, I will do more than I'll full stack them. But I, I do think the full stack is in play. Well, too, like, um, I mean, even, like, Josh Bell, like, he's a guy that, you know, as well. So, uh, San Diego bats against Lazardo. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Padres bats? Yeah, a little interested because of Luzardo's been beaten up a couple of times in a row here. Um, I think Luzardo's a good pitcher, and he eventually will find his way back into um, good form. But just in case it, it's – a spot where he does not. I'm interested in stacking Padres. Fernando Tatis is certainly a guy you can always play. Manny Machado is is excellent against lefties. A guy I was on big time Monday night, and he came through in a big way. Is Hassan Kim has just been destroying left-handed pitcher pitching this season. Should lead off here again. 4600 feels like a lot to pl- to pay for Kim, but when you look at his numbers against lefties, it's not as all, not at all, especially when he's in the leadoff spot. So, I. I have interest in the full stack here, but similar to Snell, like Lazardo can can lose the strike zone at times. Um, he's been better about that this season. Um, but the San Diego full stack absolutely in play. You can hunt home runs with some of those power righties that I mentioned as well. Uh, just to give Keith some credit, his home run under the radar column extra survey today was Ozuna. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk to Keith about under the radar calls, but um, – Definitely got the Ozuna home run right, so there you go. All right, Texas at Arizona. I'm not even letting you get a word in. We're just moving on. Uh, Texas (laughs) at Arizona. uh, The eighth total in this game, the Diamondbacks, a 130 favorite. Gallon and Gray. This is one of those games, Keith, where it's just like in my head, three to two, low scoring, nobody getting there. Um, And – Tell me, like, okay, we'll start with pitching. I just wanted, like, that is where my head is at on this game in general. What are your thoughts here on John Gray at 6-7? This Arizona team is very much like we were talking about Boston. Like, they just they don't strike out. I know they have not been a great offense in the second half this season. They've fallen way off their pace. But where's the strikeout upside? Yes, John Gray is 6,700. He's he, he's capable of ten strikeouts in in a given matchup, but I don't think this is the spot that you're, that we're chasing. That I don't know. John Gray John Gray is tough. If again, it, I'll go back to Grayson Rodriguez because that's where I'm comparing every six K pitcher to today. To 
if he's 30% on, on a, on a big slate, maybe I'm looking for pivots in this range and I could get talked into some John Gray and you just hope that he gets you six strikeouts and six clean innings and it works out for you. I'm not planning on playing him. I don't think it's crazy to play him. Um, just, but I don't love the matchup here against Arizona. Just they're, they're very low strikeout. I like the price. If you yeah. wanted to play him in large field tournaments, go for it. Um, I, I really think you go for it. Like he's just, he's cheap, tough matchup, but 18 points at 6,700. I mean, we'd be pumped about that. Uh, Zach Gallon on the other side, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball all these, all season. He's having a fantastic year. 11 K. I mean, it's just it's 11 K against one of the best offenses in baseball against right-handed pitching. I just, I can't do it. I, I will say ownership is going to matter for me on this one. If if everybody's playing Blake Snell and Gallon's coming in at ten percent, I'm taking some, I'm yeah. taking some tournament shots for sure, because Gallon is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's the favorite for the Cy Young Award in the National League right now. It's like it's not a good matchup on paper, but he's absolutely capable of going out there and shutting down a really good offense. So it's going to be really ownership dependent. If we see single digits, I'm I'm probably in on some Gallon in tournaments. Um, I love that call and I, I couldn't agree more. Texas bats. I mean, I mean, you could play Seager if you wanted to or Garcia, but I'm out. I'm not, I'm not touching Texas against Gallon today. Yeah. Elite pitcher on the other side. Don't, don't see a reason to do it. And then, I mean, Arizona, they're expensive. Um, Carol, sure. Walker, sure. I just don't think I'm even getting to the Arizona side here. I do have quite a bit, bit of interest in Corbin Carroll. Uh, we know John Gray has had a home run problem to lefties his his whole career. So yeah. I like Carroll. I'll even use him as a one-off. Even if I end up playing a little bit of Gray, I'll have some Carroll. Probably not a full stack. I mean, Gray is an above-average pitcher. Um, so definitely not stacking him. But I don't mind Cor- Corbin Carroll is an elite left-handed hitter in a, in a great matchup for lefties. Um. Let's, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? I'm taking the freebie. It's Grayson Rodriguez, this right-handed heavy Toronto lineup. Grayson is one of the best prospects in baseball, and he has seemed to found, find it since he's come back up in the second half. Give me Oviedo against the Cardinals. Over 8K to score like under 15. Who's your bust today at the top? I know where you're going. I'm not going to take your guy. I will go Justin Verlander against Boston. Just a low strikeout opponent. Verlander's strikeouts have fallen off. Um, even if he has a little bit of success, he might end up with like 13 or 14 points in the spot. I'm all in on the Blake Snell fade today. I knew it. It could easily, it could easily backfire, <laughs> but I, I'm all over Blake Snell today. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? Give me Max Muncy against Noah Syndergaard. Um, low strikeouts from Syndergaard. Muncy's struck out a ton this year, but he still has big-time power. Give me Solaire against Blake Snell. Love it. Oh, I, like, I'm not even like doing it on purpose to double down. This dude has six home runs over the last 10 games. He continues to crush left-handed pitching. Blake Snell is a good pitcher. I'm not sitting here saying he's not a good pitcher. Solaire, like, if you miss – and Solaire gets a hold of it, it's gone. I mean, that that's the type of power he has. So give me Solaire against Snell. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? 
You shouted this guy out first, but I absolutely love him. Nelson Velasquez has mashed left-handed pitching this year. Um, love loved some cheap Royals today. Nelson Velasquez at the top of the list. I do. I'm going to go with a guy that doesn't typically get two hits. He's typically a home run, and then he strikes out three times. <laughs> but the pitcher that he's facing today – we talked about has a 2% strikeout rate against left-handed hit pitching since the beginning of the month or over the last 30 days. Give me Daniel Vogelbach to hit a home run and to hit a double. Um, he's going to be chucking. So I really like Vogelbach today. I really like the Mets. I love the fact that this game's in Atlanta and not in New York. Um, Elder just cannot miss left-handed bats right now. And I think that, I don't even know if you have to full stack them today, but I think this is a great spot for them. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I'm going with Dodgers. Just love this spot. Elite offense. Thor is a, a shell of his former self. There's stolen base upside. There's home run upside. I, I love the Dodgers today. Yeah, I think it's a great spot today um, for them. I, I'm not going to say it. Um, I was not. I'm not going to say Miami. Um, you know what? Give me, give me Seattle. I, I think there's a little bit of reg regression coming to Clevenger's numbers. Some of the underlining numbers don't like line up with how he's been pitching. So give me, give me Seattle to stay hot against Clevenger today. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I think this is going to be a really fun slate. Um, We'll see what the Snell ownership comes in. I'm really curious to see that. I'm really curious to see where Grayson Rodriguez's ownership lands. Um, feel like I have a good plan on how to handle the slate, but ownership ownership could change some things. Yeah, it should be a fun slate. Um, I mean, so many different ways to build. Hopefully we keep it rolling. Um, felt really good about Monday's slate. Feel good about this slate. Hope we keep it rolling. Baseball season still very much going here. So hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.